Now logging in for you to lounge in. When it's about health, we'll be conversing. This is a Health Lounge podcast reaching your ears. Powered by the Philippine Digital Medicine Society, let's start the conversation. A virtual hello to everybody. In this episode, we talk about how society has slowly changed the landscape of healthcare. Social media changed the way people access information, and 79% of users look for health information online. It is time to bridge the gap and explore how healthcare providers can be social mobilizers. Let's start this conversation. Welcome to the Health Launch Podcast. I am Dr. Aika Buenavista, your host, and this podcast is an initiative of the Philippine Digital Medicine Society with the aim to educate the listeners about relevant health issues, not just in this country, but in the world through conversations with medical experts. Last time, we asked Dr. Adam the question, what are your sentiments on the Philippines' response to false medical information and scams? What would first world countries do? Dr. Adam? Well, there's two things there. There's false information, then there's like the the scams, right? So um, the false information, there's false health information, you know, all over the world. Like, you, you know, Facebook, there's false information everywhere, right? Um, I think there's more of a desire to believe in false information in the Philippines, I'd say. Uh, I'd say... A large percentage of the audience seem to believe in uh, what I'd say are crazy health claims. <laughs> uh, like there's a more of a desire, and I think maybe that's the back. Maybe that's because there's still a strong belief in natural medicine, which which there's nothing wrong with natural medicine. But I think that allows people to give false health information and then just say, "Oh, it's natural. It's natural." Um, uh, I think Facebook are trying to crack down on false health information, aren't they? They're trying to bring down a lot of these pages where information's being given, which is false. But I mean, there's you can't stop it. You can't you can't stop that. Uh, regarding the scams, uh, I think if you look at what happens in the US, uh, the FDA normally put a warning out, and then you know if the if the scam's bad enough, the FTC will will go after the person and issue fines etc I, I wish the fda i think the fda has got a really hard job in the philippines uh but i i'd like to see more litigation against some of the companies who are making uh these false health claims and there's a lot of multi-level marketing companies etc who are making lots of false health claims about their vitamins and whatever else they're selling and there's fda warnings about the products but then the products continue to be sold and distributed uh, so I'd like to see the FDA have more power to to litigate these people. Uh, I don't know. Kevin, are you aware of any, or are you aware of any cases where companies, without saying any companies' names, have been, you know, severely punished for making these false health claims? Not on the top of my head, but um, I know the local FDA does... Um, uh, they sometimes post certain products and they tell the general public that these products are not FDA approved. Um, yeah. But I, I guess um, you, you actually mentioned a good point there. Uh, maybe it's uh, it's uh, the people would want to, you know, 
listen to these claims and these products uh, because it gives them a false sense of hope that these these might cure certain conditions. Um, and uh, yeah, who can blame them? Look, Adam, um, do you think it's more of um, the, the people just want to hear um, certain things um, and they, you know, if it's not something that, that they want to hear, they just, they just, you know, dismiss it right away. Um, is it that you think that's the type of behavior that we're seeing? Or is it just um, pure disinterest uh, with regards to health? Yeah. But that's the same all over the world. That's the same all over the world. You know, if I if I started selling a cancer cure here, um, I could make an awful lot of money as well. But I'd be shut down by the authorities very, very fast. And I'd be fined severely. And I may be put in prison. Like, so you you can't you can't turn up and make health claims like that online in Australia and get away with it. There was a woman here who, uh, called bell. I was thinking bell Delphine, but I think she's a, she's a, she's a, it's not bell. Oh, bell Gibson, bell Gibson, not Mel, not Mel Gibson, not Mel Gibson, bell Gibson, who she was, she said she had brain cancer. Um, and then she claimed that her, cookbook uh had helped solve her brain cancer um or fix her brain cancer and then it all got it all came out that she never had brain cancer uh and she was fined four hundred thousand dollars um and it was all over the media you know she was fined severely you know for it for giving people false hope um and i've never seen that sort of punishment happening in the philippines um, even though the claims being made are significantly worse. You know, you've got companies who are saying their vitamins fix 100 problems, and then they've got testimonies saying that their products helped somebody who was paralyzed or somebody with cancer. These, you know, these claims are outrageous. And I, I'd like to see the FDA have the strength, or not the strength, sorry, I feel they are strong. I feel they've got a difficult job. And I, I'd like, I don't want to badmouth the FDA because I think they've got a difficult job. I'd like to see the FDA have the resources to be able to go after these big companies um, and, and, and find them for these, these health claims, you know, these health claims, because I think they're dangerous. Yeah, yeah, they, they definitely are. I mean, um, putting false hope, um, letting people you know, use products that are not even related to their condition, very, very detrimental to their health. Um, if you if you have any, like, you know, uh, tips, let's say um, one or two things um, that would say that a product would have would be a red flag for consumers, um, what, what would that be? Uh, multiple product testimonies. If somebody's using testimonies which aren't supported by any clinical evidence, I'd be worried about that. If somebody's advising you use the product without um, even taking a history or an examination of you, they're just saying use this product. I'd be worried about that. Uh, a product that that claims to treat multiple conditions. You know, every condition is so different. You can't treat all conditions with one product. That doesn't make any sense medically. You know, there's no way a product can treat your diabetes and your cancer. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Uh, so there's some of the red flags that would be uh that would make me question question the product 
Yeah, those are good red flags. I think that's also something that I would think of with regards to looking at these different uh, claims or products. But with that, since yes, there's a lot of uh, false medical information online, what's happening right now is that our healthcare providers or practitioners are being silenced whenever they try to debunk this false medical claim. So what are your thoughts on silencing healthcare providers? I firstly I understand it. Like like I don't think it's good, but I understand it. Like if you have companies who who are making millions and millions of dollars from from misleading people into believing that their vitamins will cure their cancer, then they're obviously going to use that money to silence anybody who says otherwise. Like that's that's life. Like th- that I understand why that happens. That's why the that's why the authorities need to have the the um, resources to be able to to stop these companies doing these things. Because uh, even myself, you know, like I'm in Australia and I've still had, you know, all these um, re- disregarding what's happening in Australia with my lawsuit here, but the lawsuits in the Philippines, like I've I've had, you know, some difficulties as well and i'm here uh so if you're actually uh there it must be so scary to say anything about any product i would i wouldn't be doing it right i I guess putting myself in on on, in the shoes of someone that's you know um maybe younger and would want to challenge um misinformation that i see on, on social media um, I guess when I start like responding, and I, I think this is a first-hand experience for me too. When I start wanting to respond to certain things, um, I always think about um, what repercussions might might happen. Um, am I going to be able to, you know, uh, answer all the questions that would follow? Um, am I, am I going to be able to convert um, people who are really, um, I guess, close-minded with regards to hearing another person's perspective? So it's going to be like a, an endless cycle of, uh, I guess you would say, uh, back and forth and bickering. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, when I think about it, is it worth it? I would say no, right? But um, being a healthcare provider, that, that, that's something that, you know, I wish I was able to, to actually address, um, especially when um, there's a lot of people who are reading it um, and being misinformed. So I, I think I could relate to that to, to a certain degree. Exactly. And with that, since it's really out there, especially 2021, we see more of it. And I'm sure in the future, more false information will be there out uh, online. Who do you think, Doc Adam, should be acting on these issues? And why do you think there is a lot of inaction? And as you mentioned a while ago, since you know, doctors are scared to act upon it, but who do you think are the right authorities to help mitigate this problem that we have. To find out about Dr. Adam's answer to that question, stay tuned for episode 3 next week. And with that, we would like to thank our partners and sponsors for this episode. We would also like to thank the PDMS Events and Marketing Committee behind this initiative, our PDMS officers, and special thanks to Dave Visaya of Podcast Engineers and A.A. Enriquez of Sunnyside Sound Studio. Please stay tuned for our PDMS merchandise launching very soon. And if you do have questions, Chris, you may reach us through our official email address, 
djmedsockph at gmail.com. And to formally close, send us some love, give us a like, share, and subscribe to the different social media platforms of the Philippine Digital Medicine Society on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thank you so much for being with us in this pilot episode. Definitely more to come. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay happy. See you virtually on our next episodes. Bye! Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode. The Health Lounge is now logging off.